0: You're listening to Not Another Wellness Podcast with Natalie Dellinger, a place where passion speaks for itself and inspired people share their stories. Thanks for listening. And yeah, it's a wellness podcast. Hello, everyone. This is episode unlucky number 13, and I'm actually editing this on Friday the 13th, which is pretty perfect. And this episode is with Bill Gallagher from Dynamic Athletics. He's the owner of this CrossFit gym that I've definitely referenced many times in other episodes. CrossFit's a huge part of my life, and a lot of people find that strange considering I have a yoga background and a swimming background. But it's really changed my life, and I'm so grateful that I met this the uh, community and the gym that he's founded So I was really excited to sit down with them and hear the full story. And uh, I think you're going to like this one because it's just like anyone else in their mid to lower 20s trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And then having that kind of aha moment of, this isn't what I want. How can I make this work for me? And that's kind of what Bill did. It's exactly what Bill did. And the most incredible part is he did all this before... He was even 25. He just had a career, he left it. He followed his passion and now he has this really successful gym that I was lucky enough to stumble across and find and it's been it's been a really positive thing in my life. So here we go. Enjoy. thank you for listening to episode 13. I'm sitting here with Bill Gallagher, who is the owner of Dynamic Athletics in Darien, Connecticut, and you've probably heard me mention CrossFit in pretty much every episode. It's a pretty big part of my life, and um, pretty much thanks to Bill. So, Bill, thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: I just wanted to start this with, well, of course, I want to hear the story of how you started Dynamic, but why CrossFit? How did you get to, what was your first experience with CrossFit?
1: Um, my first experience was actually in Fairfield with Ben Kelly. I went to Sacred Heart. So I was doing grad school in Fairfield and all my friends were kind of gone from college. I was the only one who stayed up and did grad school. So I was kind of just looking for something to do. I did P90X and then I was back in Jersey and a friend told me about CrossFit. I went on the website and was kind of confused that they just post these workouts and stuff. And then I was Googling. I found Ben He took me through an on-ramp and stuff and finished grad school. So I went home for the summer and I was moving to Stanford. So I started Googling stuff down in Stanford and I came across Robert Lando and I saw his background was a BC strength coach and things like that. So it kind of fit my background playing football and doing strength training. And then my first class at hybrid down in Stanford was a three rep max push press. That's all the workout was. So I went down. I... I might I, I don't know what I took in the class but I was high up and it was like I was like this is awesome like this is like right up my alley and then the next class was like pull-ups running box jumps and I was like totally gassed out of breath <laughs> and I just thought it was really fun I mean I like being a former athlete I like the competitive nature of it but I like the camaraderie aspect of it
0: yeah I was gonna ask what is your background as an athlete so you in from high school what were you playing
1: uh, so high school, I played running back and linebacker, and then I went to Sacred Heart to play. I actually got recruited to play running back, but told them that I wanted to switch to safety. But my career at Sacred Heart was short lived. I quit my freshman year. Did you really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. And you were weren't you an accounting major or something? Financial? Yeah,
1: I was an accounting major, and I always have liked to like solve things, so debits and credits and balance sheets. I loved that stuff. So I was like, I'm majoring in accounting. I want a five year program. So I went to Sacred Heart, majored in accounting. Got my MBA and then started at Ernst Young.
0: Oh, wow. Out of college. Oh, you did? So you had a real job.
1: <laughs> yes, I did. I had a real job, which made, every, which made doing this crazier to everyone because I was in like a big four and, you know, on your typical career path for finance. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. When I was in high things. school, everyone talked about the big four. Our teacher and college, all the professors always talked about the big four. So when I got my internship and then got the job offer, Um, Everyone was like, "Dude, you're set. That's awesome." And then I was like, "Uh, "I'm actually not that into it."
0: Explain to people like what CrossFit is.
1: That's even when even when I got my level one, um, they talk about that at the seminars. Like that is always the hardest question to answer. Like, what is CrossFit? To me, it's just a, a method of working out. None of the movements that CrossFit does or that we do in CrossFit are. CrossFit didn't make any of them up. They've all been movements and they've been around and in existence and things like that. Greg Glassman and CrossFit just put it together in a really good way. Again, to me, CrossFit is more about the camaraderie, the accountability aspect. I had a member when I was asking them kind of what they liked about the gym the most and things like that. They said something to me that I hadn't heard. And um, she said CrossFit has given her the team that she didn't know she missed. So she was a college athlete. Everyone, you know, once they are done with college, they go on the typical work, kids, family. And fitness tends to kind of fall to the side. Mm -hmm. If people are working out, they're either at a gym by themselves, running, treadmill, whatever it is. Having this kind of team atmosphere again holds people more accountable. So it's not just like I'm a personal trainer calling in on somebody. Like if you're not in the class, other people from that class will be checking in on you. We do a lot of dynamic events and Mm kind of gatherings, get together to bring everybody more together in that sense. And you hear a lot of professional athletes say, like, what part of sports do they miss the most? And it's not even the games, it's just the locker room and being with the guys and the team. And I think the best part about CrossFit is that. So on the flip side of it, from a fitness standpoint, I truly do feel it's the best way to get people fit. We do kind of every method of fitness. So if people have a running background, we do run. And we will try to get everybody in here to do some form of strength training, whether it's with the barbell or if they can't use the bar, they'll use kettlebells and things like that. Strength training is really important to put your body under those stresses and things like that, especially as you start to age. Mm-hmm. So I think CrossFit has kind of just bundled it all up together in a really good way.
0: Yeah. And what people might not know, what I didn't know about CrossFit before I started, which is just over a year ago, is that every day... There's a workout that is done by the gym or the CrossFit community that is programmed to be really well-rounded. So like you start including running or rowing or the bike or also barbell movements or dumbbells or basically like putting you all over the gym, Mm -hmm. essentially, every single day. Um, I didn't realize it was like that because people think it's it's an hour-long workout and you're like, you know, I don't know what they think, but...
1: Yeah, that, I think that too is for people who don't know, the biggest thing is probably intimidation. So people think CrossFit is just this thing where it's a bunch of meatheads doing things with barbells and it's kind of scary if you haven't done, especially if you haven't been in that atmosphere before. People are scared to use the barbell, they're scared of CrossFit, they hear about injuries or they see it, even if they see it on TV, they see all these men and women who are jacked, chiseled, doing all these, you know, swimming, crazy barbell lifts, all these things, but That's really the total peak of the sport. Um, What CrossFit really is, is everything underneath it. The intimidation factor is there, but I think if you find the right gym, people will start you in a way that it will really kind of break that intimidation. You know, you wind up not wanting to do some of those movements, you can scale any of the movements. So you'd be in the same class with... You know, our classes here will have moms, dads, kids in their 20s, guys or girls in their 40s, 50s, 60s. I think our oldest member is in her 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, her and her husband just got back. She does a ski trip for three months a year. And she's in the same class as everybody else. Maybe she's not doing as much weight or not squatting as low on if we're doing a squat snatch or some of these other movements. But the things that we're doing really are to help people in their everyday lives. So we're picking things up off the ground. We're squatting with things. We're... Pulling things, we're pushing things. We're trying to move our own body weight, and those are things that people need to be doing at any age.
0: I completely agree, but let's go right back to how you have decided to start your gym. From what I know about you, or what I've seen, are these like heavy lifting videos from the past where you were like at some gym somewhere, and somehow that led to opening your own gym. So like, I want to hear hybrid. That story.
1: Yeah, so I started at again in Fairfield, but I really started down at, in Stanford at Hybrid. And I was always kind of in and out of CrossFit. I did. I was at Hybrid for a little while, and then. So if we backtrack, I was working out at a Hybrid while I was working at Ernst and Young, and then I was also working at this place called working out at this place called Parisi Speed School, um, that was in Stanford too, and it's really meant for kind of youth athletes, fifth grade up and through high school or college. Um, it's, like blue streak. it's similar to blue streak. Yeah. A- Again, I was working in accounting and I wasn't really happy and I knew it. So I was just looking for things to do that I enjoyed. So I was there as a 22 year old working out with these, you know, seventh, eighth graders. Um, but I was kind of similar in age with a lot of the trainers. So I was just talking to them a lot really about being unhappy and things like that. So, they told me that they were going to be hiring. Once they told me that, I knew that I was going to leave my accounting job. So, I left my accounting job and then I started focusing on that. The videos, God, I don't even know, but those were from <laughs> a uh, probably a hybrid competition. There was, two, I think, two I did. One was a partner competition, and then one was an individual, just like a strongman competition. I
0: think there was a the strongman one. I saw and so I was like, much that's fun. Bill.
1: I was like, what? I wound up working with Rob on the seminar staff on some of the strongman seminars. Um, and then helping out coaching there while I was still at Parisi.
0: What was your like mom's reaction to you quitting your accounting job?
1: She was super supportive and happy, and she was like, you you know, as long as this is what you want, it makes you happy, then go for it. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. that probably helped a lot because yeah. you know I know a lot of people are scared of like I had an entrepreneurship teacher in my while well, I was getting my MBA who actually helped me a lot too. I was and I knew I knew before that I wasn't super happy with accounting, and he was like, if you're not happy with it you have to try to leave as soon as you can and do something else do you think it's going to make you happy because if you get caught climbing the corporate ladder with the promotions and the bonuses and all the you know the comfort of it all it's going to be really hard to leave
0: And I think too, when you're younger, it's almost like try it now, and Mm -hmm. if you can't, you can come back. Yeah, I
1: always have. You know, I always thought if I if this doesn't work, I could fall back on accounting. I still have my degree. I have my MBA, and Mm -hmm. I'm a little further out now than I mean. I'd be starting with probably the entry level and things like that. But it's again, it's something I could always fall back on, and then you just you know build from there.
0: Yeah. Do you think that knowledge has helped you in starting your own business?
1: I don't think as much as people assume. Yes, it helps understand like finances a little and balance sheets, but it's not like I'm looking at a balance sheet doing debits and credits every day. Um, I think actually marketing, sales, psychology, I think those things kind of help more in, at least in this industry, it's going to be different for everybody's business if they're starting their own business. But in this industry, I would think sales, marketing, and psychology actually help more than finance.
0: Hmm. So how did you start and, and dynamic and Darian, and how did what were like the few decisions that led up to that
1: so it was actually probably like a year and a half long process um and it all started around July 4th of 2012 I guess I'd say I was at my girlfriend at the time's aunt's house and I we were just messing around and I dove in the pool broke my neck um so I wound up that night. They took me to the hospital, wound up having to get surgery and things like that. So I had a, um, a pla- I have a plate in my neck with six screws attaching my C4, 5, and 6. Oh, my God. So did you not know that? I don't
0: think um, – I, I thought that was like a while ago. I didn't realize how recent it was.
1: Oh, yeah. So then um, I was kind of out of commission for a few months, and that was kind of like my first – I don't want to call it a midlife crisis because I was kind of early 20s, but it just gave me time to really think about – you know this is kind of like a life-altering event and like or potentially could have been a, a serious life-altering event luckily it wasn't um but like what do i want to do now and like where do i go from here so this is again why i think strength training people are scared of it but it's so important um my doctor told me when he came to the hospital before surgery he was like because your neck muscles and traps were so strong strong and could um withstand that kind of blow because I mean, I'm 200 pounds, so it's a lot of weight coming right down on your head. He's like, if it wasn't for the strength in your neck and traps, you absolutely would have broken your neck. So, you know, yeah. those that's a byproduct. I was never training for that specifically. That was just a byproduct of the training that I was doing, but that could be anyone with any type of injury. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, you know, I think any type of exercise is great and people getting out and working out is obviously good and healthy, but... Not everything is gonna kind of build those muscles and the bone density and things like that, like doing weight like training and, and sprinting and those kind of things.
0: Definitely. Um, so why did you name Dynamic Dynamic Athletics and why not Darian CrossFit?
1: I actually looked at Darian. Uh, did I look at Darian? I looked at Darian CrossFit, but there's a gym in Chicago called, or Illinois, I don't know where it is, um, called Darian CrossFit. So if you. With CrossFit, you're only down, you can't have the same name, even though like our town is called Darien. I'm, I think they are too. So that name was taken, but I didn't want to use the name CrossFit in case I ever didn't want to pay the affiliate fee or wanted to be doing something else other than CrossFit. I didn't want to have to kind of rebrand and totally change the name.
0: Yeah, that's actually smart. I didn't realize that. Okay. Getting the space or just what comes to mind is like one of the biggest obstacles to starting a business in a small town like this.
1: I think starting a business is definitely harder than people would assume. Especially, so when I, when I first started, I didn't know anything about lease negotiation, triple net, kind of anything about leases, real estate, those things. It was all just about, you know, I kind of just want to have a gym. And when I got the first base dealing with Erstad Biddle, who's a publicly traded company, and they're like a, a big time real estate. So what there wasn't a lot of wiggle room. So um, to
0: negotiate the lease of that space. Yeah,
1: so okay. I I was lucky at the time. At the time, I was training a kid named Tommy O'Day, and his dad was a lawyer. So his dad helped me out with the lease um, negotiation, all those things. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even known a lawyer. I was gonna locally. say, like,
0: do you need to get people on your team to start something? You can't just walk up to a space and be like, I want to lease this out. Yeah,
1: I totally, I think I did everything up until they sent me the lease by myself, but I totally recommend if it's something like that where you're getting, you know, real estate, a lease, I would always get a lawyer involved, at least try to get the opinion of a lawyer because there are a lot of legal things that you really need to kind of, especially, you know, like I said, in the lease that really need to be looked at by someone who knows what they're looking at. Mm
0: Mm-hmm so you have the space say fast forward to there who is who is your first member and what was that process like like how do you get people to hear about you, you how a following though a little bit
1: right yeah so my first member was actually I think three or four of them kind of came at the same time and it was Steve Quinn and he brought some of the guys from his company Velocity Shares at the time Lee Robbins and Steve Correa.
0: had any of them done CrossFit before
1: Quinn had dabbled in CrossFit, I believe. His partner, Nick Cherney, did CrossFit out in um, California, and he would just come back here for working every week. So they were kind of doing it together on their own. I don't know if Quinn at the time had dropped in in any boxes, but he had done CrossFit workouts with his partner. Lee had not. I think most people are coming because they need help. There's so much on the internet now, too, and even with CrossFit. CrossFit CrossFit.com We'll post the workout every day still. Uh, we post our workout. It's on the website every day. Most, I think almost all CrossFit gyms workouts are on the website. So it's not that people don't have the knowledge or resources. Maybe it's almost information overload now. There's so much on the internet and so much available to people that it's almost kind of overwhelming. And they still don't know what to do because there's so much telling them different things. But there's enough out there that they could do, be doing something on their own if they wanted. I mm. think most people are coming because they want to be kind of led in the right direction. So they're trusting us to point them in that direction. Yeah. And then I think once they're here, again, it's that accountability aspect of it. Whereas, you know, if they were just going on their own and didn't wake up to go to the gym, it's not a big deal. Like they just have to, you know, deal with themselves.
0: How was it to start programming or was that something that kind of came naturally to you with your background?
1: I mean, that was more of my background than anything. Cause even throughout college and things like that, I was just doing my own programming and the challenges with CrossFit is that as the gym grows and as the clientels grow, there's so many different goals that people have and things that they want to focus on. Um, We just sent a survey out about it last week, and I think it was almost completely split where half the people want more strength work, half the people want more cardio, half want shorter, shorter workouts, half want longer workouts, so it's kind of finding that balance now of like, how do you do it in a way that keeps all the members kind of engaged and happy, I think that's the hardest part is just trying to balance that out, but the workouts and things like that, I mean, is, I think there's always some sort of progression to them. Um, so that part I think is one of the most fun.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it's fun to do. I feel like every day you just have no idea what you're going <laughs> to walk into. And that's what is so like, not exciting about CrossFit, but it, it just keeps you on your toes. Like you're not, just sitting there doing reps at the gym by yourself again, like yeah. you're with like a team that you get, you spend so much time with and cause you wake up and you start your day with the same people mm-hmm. and you, sp- you go through like highs and lows with them. Like the hardest workout you've ever done or like you have a bad day. There's someone there like to just like give you a fist pump and yeah. be like, Hey, what's up? And it's like just so different than anything I've ever experienced. Like I was on, a, I was a swimmer swimming's very individual and you're in the water so there's no like talking to each other you're Mm -hmm. pretty much like in your head so for someone like me to walk into this kind of setting number one I was extremely intimidated and the first day I was like standing out out the door like I don't want to I don't want to walk in and I don't know what it was that was so intimidating to me I think thinking I had to already know how to do everything Mm -hmm. and being worried that it would take me longer to learn or like I wouldn't be Strong. I don't know, but it's just it's just interesting now um, to think how much I look forward to.
1: Yeah, I think to that too. I remember hearing a podcast. I think it was from NorCal, Jim, out in California, and they were working with Hitachi at the time. And it was a, a video of the employees from Hitachi because it was the whole like the whole company was doing CrossFit, and the employees were talking about. One of the things that they really like when you do come to the gym, there's like, it's a total level playing field. Like, there's no titles, there's no nothing. So, you know, you had the CEO of the company there working with the secretary, working with the janitors, and everybody was on the same level. You're talking in between sets. There's no like, it totally breaks that barrier of like,
0: Stat, like the status, status yeah. yeah that's true. Um, I don't you know, know what we have anyone
1: people. Does yeah, <laughs> some people have no idea what anyone does here, but it's like yeah. it doesn't matter when you're here. It's all just like everyone's here to kind of work out, have fun, yeah. like you said, like fist bump each other, and just like like yeah. there's no status. And also, you know, but through that, a lot of relationships have been made. A lot of I I know people who have networked and helped people get jobs or close deals for things like that and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. just I think so in so many different aspects, I think CrossFit is great.
0: Yeah. What's the hardest part about being a business owner, being a coach, et cetera? Something that comes to mind.
1: Um,
0: Besides having to start a brand new gym like two months ago.
1: The hardest part about being a coach, I don't think being a coach is hard. I think it's fun.
0: Do you ever get kind of like, maybe dealing with
1: the same questions so many times? And that's probably on me. I need to be better at communicating or getting out in front of things so there aren't as many questions but
0: like about the workout or about uh
1: just... I mean I guess about everything last year maybe last year was just a lot going on with the whole move and eviction type stuff um <laughs> but so there were always a lot of questions surrounding that and I didn't really have answers to it so I guess that was maybe just like hard and frustrating but yeah. I don't think being a coach is hard I think it's fun
0: That's good I mean cuz you're here like every single day like this is your like every this is your life you're here every morning you have to be, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, you're... even,
1: like, today, uh, Pete coached the 5 a.m. I did have to coach the 6, but Georgette coaches the 8.30, 9.30, so I could I could have kind of slept in, coached the 6, and worked out at 8.30, 9.30, but I still came at 5 to work out. Like, I just – I like the routine. I like waking up at the same time and trying to come and things like that, but – I also just like seeing the people. Like I, you know, I some days I just hate not missing the 5 a.m. and just like not seeing some of the people or missing an 8:30, 9:30, whatever time it is. 5:30, 30 p.m. like it just doesn't matter. Like I just like being around the gym and being around the people.
0: Yeah, that's so important. Do you want to talk briefly about so you just acquired a new space. We're in the new gym. What has it been like 2 months?
1: Just over 2 months. Yeah, February first weekend of February we moved in.
0: Yeah. So so it's like when you uh you have a space. You feel like everything uh, is working in your favor. You've gotten this great community started, and then you get evicted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was like... yeah. So I think the move itself was kind of quick, and I guess you could say unexpected. To me, it wasn't as unexpected. I I think the only part that was unexpected was because we had I had contractors and painters and things like that in here doing work. I just didn't know the full timeline as to when they would be done, and then all of a sudden on Friday. They were like, you know, we're going to be done. You can move stuff in tomorrow if you want. So Saturday – literally Saturday morning, I think it was the first weekend in February, whenever Super Bowl weekend is, Mm -hmm. we had an 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. class. At the 8 a.m. class, Pete was coaching those two. I went up to the board – Wrote on the board, um, hey guys, we're getting a moving truck at 11 o'clock and we're going to move everything this weekend. If you're around, like, I would love some help. If not, no big deal.
0: I remember being there and being like, wait, what? This is, what? We're moving tomorrow? Yeah. Like, and right then now? I was
1: like, mic drop, no questions. Like, That's it. But everybody, I mean, I think the members are amazing. Everybody totally pitched in Saturday and Sunday. Like, It would not have been possible to get it done that fast um, without everybody's help and We got pretty much everything over here by Sunday afternoon. But, yeah, we got pretty much everything together and over here um, way smoother than I anticipated.
0: Yeah. All right. What – just like general questions for you. Like what are some of the things you do um, that keep you inspired or keep you wanting to grow your business or make it better? Um, Like podcasts you listen to, books, people who you go to for advice – What does that look like for someone who it works for himself?
1: I'm super introverted, I think, which is actually kind of weird to some people because I like I like being around people and but I'm not like super social. And um, so for advice, that's that's a really hard one because I don't I can't say there's like any one person I go to for advice.
0: Are you still in touch with the trainers and the people you worked for or under in this area? Yeah. I so
1: that? I, yeah, there's, there's, I, the p- people I probably talk to the most for advice are actually on Facebook. Like there's some business owner groups, I'm in CrossFit owner groups, things like that. So I'll probably shoot out questions to them before I ask other people, just because I feel like they've been through some sort of similar situation or Your the book. best book I've read lately was our book club book, Victor Frankl, um, uh, man's search for meaning. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, guys, we have a book club. little pitch for the people listening that go to Dynamic. Uh, You should Or don't go. Or don't go. You guys want to come join our book club? It's really fun. Which is a whole side note, but it is cool that we do other things like that besides just work out. So what was it about that book? I mean...
1: I just thought that book was really good. I'm very big on, like, meaning, purpose, things like that. Like, I, I challenge everybody to really, like, take 10 minutes and think about what is the actual meaning of, like, life and purpose. Um... I think about those kind of things all the time, and I think it helps me big picture. Not, sh- I don't stress a lot. Um, I don't have a lot of anxiety and things like that, because to me, at the end of the day, like I don't want to say it's all for nothing, but like I try to be very present. present. Yeah. So I think thinking about those things, like big picture things, kind of has helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. Last question, I think. If you could have coffee with somebody, And just like pick their brain on whatever topic. Who comes to mind? It's like an interview question. (laughs) Are they alive? Doesn't have to be.
1: My brother who passed away. I don't know what I would pick his brain about, but (laughs) I think it'd be nice to have coffee and catch up.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I did know that
1: you had a brother. He was older, um, which is very weird because when he passed away, he was 2013. So I don't even think he was 30. No, 2013, he would have been turning 29. So now I'm like older than he, he was, was type thing. Um, but I still say like older brother. Yeah. But he actually probably helped open the gym more than anyone because when he, him and my mom, but he passed away in March of 2013. And my mom gave me his life insurance money, and that is what I used to open the gym.
0: Wow.
1: Um. So that was actually probably like, that was all that same span. You know, within a year of breaking my neck, the franchise closing, things like that.
0: Wow. So he's like he's like part of this. That's pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a big part of it.
0: That's really cool. I mean, that's yeah, and that your mom was supportive no matter what, especially with that. That's really cool. Yeah, she's a big part
1: too. So I brought – actually, the first time she ever experienced CrossFit was at that competition I did. She came to watch and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I cursed. Um, She's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't be doing this, all this stuff because she doesn't understand it. Um, So then I brought her to ICE in the city. And, of course, they were doing like bar muscle-ups and all these crazy things. And I'm just like, mom, you have to just try it. Like, it's not always like this, all this stuff. But I haven't quite convinced her to give it a shot yet.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, from personal experience, don't come watch a competition if you want to start CrossFit because I think that's just a different level and it's not something you're gonna be jumping into right away as a as a. And for the most of us, for the majority of us that do CrossFit, it's it's for the lifestyle. It's not to compete like that. That doesn't have to be part of your life. Yeah. And that was my first uh, experience at CrossFit. I was watching people work out here. Well, at the other gym um my for my first experience and I just seeing them fatigued to that point. I hadn't seen people push themselves like that and I was so I was like, this is horrible. Like I'm a yogi. Like I'm never gonna do this. Like it looks Yeah, awful. I
1: think it's really important if if you do CrossFit or if you're trying to get somebody to do CrossFit. I think it's really important to talk to the coach or whatever and see if they'll tell you a good day to bring someone because, mm-hmm. you know, I say any day is a good day, but any day I guess really isn't a good day because if you're doing a snatch or bar muscle ups or complicated movements it adds that intimidation factor so already you're bringing in somebody who's new and doesn't know the movements things like that and now you're going over one of the most technical movements so although they're not going to be doing that movement it still then makes them feel like I'm never going to learn this type thing so yeah we always always try to tell people to bring them on uh, for us Tuesday Thursday Saturday right now we don't use barbells so kind of as long as you don't have a barbell, it's a less complicated day, I think, and much easier to explain and go over. Um, but I even remember the first day, I know your brother's doing CrossFit now, but the mm-hmm. first day he came to try out a class, you know, we were just snatching beforehand, and bar almost <laughs> fell on me. Pete almost went through the wall yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, um, it was not good. So we were like, all right, yeah. this isn't what it's like. This is just like, Poor example. Like,
0: just the coaches who know what they're doing kind of messing around. Not messing around, but, like, pushing themselves and failing, which is is part of it, too. Like, it's not a – you can't – there's such a learning curve. But then besides that, there's times where, like, you, you know, fail a movement and you end up falling on the ground. But, like, you're going to be fine. Like, it's okay. You do push yourself harder than I think uh, you realize you will, um, but you don't have to. And that's, like, kind of what you're saying. Like, you can scale everything back, which just means – adjust it to your level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think two people have to think about, and we're doing a goal setting thing next month, but really what their, their goal is uh, uh, out of it. So for me personally, I know I'm not trying to compete and things like that. My goal is when I'm 60, I want to be able to do a ring muscle up Long term goal. I mean, that's 30 years from now, but like, I don't want to ever lose those movements and things that I have. So for me, I'm never trying to win a workout of the day. So some days if it's a, a workout that is, you know, what people say up my alley or things like that, I'll push a little harder. Or I'll try whatever it is. But other days I don't really feel like doing it, but I still think it's better to come and sweat and move. So I'll just go a little bit slower or, or go a little bit lighter, whatever it is. I'm not trying to get PRs or personal records every day. Yeah. So I think people with that, like you said, have to just kind of think about really what they're here for, Yeah. Um, know their body, know their limits and kind of just stay with them. And most people really want to be here for the long haul. Like, you know, one of our members is 46 and has a two-year-old daughter, one-year-old daughter. Um, So like 20 years from now, he should still be here working out. So it's not about – The progression this week, next week, next month, whatever it is, it's like that long-term twenty-year progression. Yeah.
0: I watched a video, uh, across a video that I saw on Facebook, and it was like we're doing this to be the ninety-year-old grandparents that can like play with children, Mm -hmm. like get up off the floor, and it helps with your just functional lifestyle. And I've noticed that so much. I mean, I'm like in my mid twenties, and I'm not by any means. I'm in my prime, like shape, but now I'm able to like pick up things and like help move furniture and all these things that I never could do before. I just assumed I wasn't strong enough and I probably wasn't, I couldn't do pull up. I couldn't pull my body weight up, Mm -hmm. which I always wanted to be able to do. And it's just to be just like a functioning human that, um, like you said, you know, you have muscle muscles. Like you can look at it as like the shield protecting your body from whatever you do to it, but it just makes you just, I don't know, yeah and I mean if you,
1: if you look at a baby or a young kid and watch them squat or just watch them move and how kind of free movement, uh, free their body moves and stuff, like how low they can get in a squat, how easily their arms can get overhead or anywhere they want. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that I don't want to lose as I get older. I watch Dr. Wolf, who's here, um, you know, work with a lot of patients, whatever age, but they're just working on basic mobility, getting their shoulders up over their head and mm-hmm. reaching left to right, full range of motion on squats and things like that. And, you'll lose those things as you get older if you don't do them. Um, so for me, it's just about constantly doing those things so that, like you said, when I'm hopefully 80, 90, however old, I can not only just play with my grandkids, but I can be able to do things on my own. Like I won't mm-hmm. need help picking things up. I, I can still be independent and do all those things that, you know, yeah. everyone enjoys doing.
0: Completely. Yeah. So this is awesome. Thank you for sitting down with me and sharing your story. I've been very yeah, curious you. about it. Um, so, yeah.
1: Love to talk if anyone's out there wants to talk. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and come by. If you're local to Darien and you want to try CrossFit, I promise you it's not as scary as it sounds. I tell that to everybody.
1: We do a two-week free trial because I I think it's really important for people when they're first starting to try to come as much as they can in the first two weeks because if you just, like we said, if you just come to one class, like it may be random movements. It may be a, yesterday we had a five-minute workout, like a five-minute conditioning piece. Today it was 25. Like it may be something where you're like, this is too short, I don't get it, or something like that. So it really helps to come for a full two weeks and just kind of see the different types of workouts and movements and how different it all is. Yeah,
0: and allow your body to adjust a little bit because I yeah. think there's like that period of, wow, this is intense, but you will, your body adjusts, mm-hmm. like you'll be able to do it. Cool, well, thanks again. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Was fun. So I mentioned how important CrossFit is to my life. It really is. And I never ever in a million years thought I would ever be the person pitching CrossFit. But I totally am that person now. And I don't do CrossFit to compete or lift hundreds and hundreds of pounds over my head or anything like that. And that's a huge misconception is that you have to be super fit. You have to be this like competitive athlete, this crazy macho human being and it's not that way. I mean, yeah, you can go that path if you want to. For me, CrossFit makes me feel capable and strong. And as a woman who has succumbed to a little bit of the social pressures of you got to be super thin, you got to not eat this much, you got to be on a diet, you got to look a certain way. To be able to walk into a space like this that is so body positive and friendly and encouraging and it's really all about just doing your best every single day, whatever that means for you. And it's really just this community that if you don't, you know, you don't even realize you're missing it until you find one. So if you're curious about CrossFit at all and you're in this area and you want to check out Dynamic Athletics, come on down. They'll offer a two-week trial for you, which I think is really, really important as a new person. And if you're anywhere else and you've kind of considered CrossFit, there's these programs called on-ramp programs that CrossFit affiliates offer and they're going to teach you everything. You don't have to know anything to go into CrossFit. You don't have to be a certain shape or size or age. If you follow the CrossFit Instagram, you'll see too that there's a lot of people that start CrossFit when they're in their 60s or 70s or even 80s and that's going to help you. Anything you do, any kind of athletic endeavor or gym kind of programming that you can follow i think is really important it just makes you feel really good about yourself and like i said as a woman it's super empowering to know that i walk into a space where i'm encouraged to be strong and powerful and i have become that so thanks bill thanks for your time thanks for sharing your story and um, thanks to everyone at dynamic athletics for being the most supportive family that i could ever imagine you guys are the greatest and um That's it. So, yeah. Awesome. Namaste, everybody. Have a great, great, great day. And I will see you next week. Bye.